0: We'll What's up, brother? Not much. We're just jumping right into it today. uh Welcome to Pink Sock Podcast, everyone. I am your host, Mike Usnick, and this is Tony Two Toes Matai. It's Matai, but it's okay. Matai, Matai, Matei. I you're not Ma- an
1: english teacher so I, I don't expect that out of you
0: I, I call you matthew but all fucked up that's that's
1: all yeah, i don't know where the w comes from but okay that, that works no,
0: no like it sounds like how a drunk person would say matthew Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so how you been brother Oh no, not bad man so not we would bad. like we would like to give a shout out to our patreons before we get this fucking show on the road this shit show as we like to call it um the nightmare you, <laughs> the nightmare that is pink sock podcast thank you greck hot amy gloria david dowdle if you want to become a patreon today and a loyal pink socketeer you can just visit www.patreon.com official mike Usnick, and you could pick from one of these three tiers. You can do the dollar tier where you get a shout out on the show. I'm getting sidetracked because Brian just joined us in the uh, backstage area and all I see is nipples and chin. But (laughs) anyway, (laughs) and then $5, you can get a shout out of private chat and all that fun stuff and you also... Get to actually no that one you just get to pick a topic and then the ten dollar one you get to have a private chat with us, um, so uh like let's check out this guy let's just look what the hell's going on with this guy.
2: What's happening? (laughs) What's up, brother? This is pretty early for me, guys.
0: I noticed. Yeah, it's like nine, ain't it?
2: I got I got on right on time. I'm like one minute late. Sorry.
0: Oh,
1: it's okay. We've—I I told him I was like, "Hey, man, he's a musician, so it's good. It- he'd be lucky to get up before the crack of noon his time."
2: <laughs> I to- I take this guy out. Look yeah. at him. He What's his go- name? He's Bruno. He had to go out, you know, so I had to get him downstairs. So, one minute. Oh. Bad, not bad.
0: Oh, we've had people thirty minutes late. We can rock star time, man. What are you talking <laughs> about? It's good.
2: This is nine o'clock in the morning, Vegas time. So.
0: Holy shit. Damn. <laughs> How the hell did you wake your ass up? Al- alarms too. too <laughs> I did
2: so, it. I did it. I'm here.
0: So how's things going out in Vegas?
2: Uh pretty <clears throat> shitty actually. Pretty crap. Um it, you know, it's it's just there's nothing going on here. Um, you know, the 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 situation is still kinda kinda slow, that's for sure. They gotta open things up, you know. <sighs>
1: That pandemic really fucked everything up out in Vegas. I'm sure
2: it, it's it's screwed everybody, man. I I, I mean, for, for me to sit here and whine about it, you know, it's 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 happened to so many people. It didn't just happen to to a couple. It happened to every every entertainer in this town. So we've we find ourselves heading out to the Midwest, um, you know, every six weeks or so, every six to eight weeks, because those are the only people who are open.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So speaking, yeah. speaking of things being fucked, don't you have some shows coming up?
2: Uh yeah. Yeah, we do. We have a uh, we're playing at a Judas Resort this weekend.
0: Oh, yeah, nice.
2: You got to do what you got to do, man.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, so we so we actually and that's about it. We were going out to uh, Oklahoma in the middle of November and then we're heading back to the Midwest in uh after Christmas. And that's about it right now until Vegas decides that it, uh, you know, needs some uh need some tourists you know they got to get this thing going soon that's all i gotta so, say
0: so are you guys still doing the uh shows at the twin arrows or is that canceled
2: that is that is as far as i'm concerned canceled they haven't even called me to let me know so so that, that that's that's the thing that's going on here is people people aren't even letting anybody know that their stuff is canceled that's just really it's it's really messed up you know because mm-hmm. we had um we played 300 days a year at least, and we went from that to, you know, like everybody else, you know, yeah. over, overnight, just kind of went by.
0: Oh yeah, especially like the people that are like huge acts have no shows like that. Oh yeah, for the first <laughs> like,
2: time in my life, for the first time in my life, I'm lucky I'm not famous. At least I have some <laughs> gigs, you
1: know. <laughs> yeah. There's bands like bands like Mastodon I seen the other day where they had to file for unemployment. Shit. Yeah. 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 That,
2: that doesn't surprise me. That's it's 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 sad all around, you know. I um uh, don't don't judge, okay? Don't judge. I uh, You're
0: on the Pink Sock Podcast. <laughs> We're <laughs> named after a prolapsed asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we don't <laughs> judge here.
2: Okay, so I'm going to get judged for this. I I just shaved this morning cuz I uh that I took a gig this weekend out in Utah playing uh playing the Benny guy in an Abbott tribute because I'm like, what the hell? I'll go work you know. Oh, <laughs> Paycheck, brother.
0: I was about ready to bring that up.
2: <laughs> yeah. I know I I figured like if this is a if, the, if I was gonna take some shit, it would be here, you know. So so, like, so I I did it and I killed it. I don't care.
0: So, you know. how, so how brutal was that crowd? Was there a lot of mosh pits?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> could, no. You, could you imagine? No fight you you're gonna be shocked, but no fights broke out at an ABA tribute. You oh
0: well shit. It? So yeah, that's, it was that's...
2: great. It was great. I can't complain, man. It was there was there was like uh there was thirteen hundred people a night at the show. And it's I'm like, yeah, it's like fuck finally, you,
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> if, if you want If you want a brutal crowd though, start a Backstreet Boys tribute band. It's always Oh Jesus. <laughs>
2: Good. I couldn't.
0: You stop it, Abba. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah, yeah. At least they have not played instruments, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that is true. Yeah. So you guys have new merch out, I see.
2: We do, yeah. We sold a ton of it at the Sturgis Bike Rally and the the whole subsequent uh, summer tour that we did, and uh, we actually have new music coming out. Uh, it's still being it's still being mixed, so I wasn't able to get you anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we're excited about it, you know, because because you know. This this stuff isn't gonna last forever. It's it's gonna it's we're all gonna get back to normal soon. So so we'll have new music out by the time it all happens.
1: Yeah, How party. did it affect Sturgis? That I don't think it affected it at all. Probably.
2: Sturgis was awesome. I got Like I, you
1: can't tell those bikers to wear masks.
0: That's just no, not gonna happen.
2: No. <laughs> and it was really cute. It was really cute to see the couple of Antifa guys out there uh, protesting. You know. The bikers thought that was really cute.
1: Yeah, I seen that, and I'm like, that's not gonna go well.
2: I do that. I I, I do that. Uh, I do the rally every year, and they threaten every year to come. And I'm like, oh, isn't that adorable? <laughs> They're
1: gonna come out there and threaten the Hell's Angels. I'd love to see yeah, that. I know. <laughs>
2: I know, I know. I it's like it's the funniest thing in the world. But uh, they were Sturgis was awesome. It was it was like it was everybody that everybody that you ran into was actually more appreciative to be there than normal, mm-hmm. uh, more happy to hear some live music. And and it, it wasn't the crowd that they thought it would be. Like it was the 80th, so they thought they were going to get a half a million people. I think oh, yeah. I think they must have. My my. Uneducated guests would be 150, 200,000 people in the whole area. So that's it was still really cool.
1: That's still a lot of people because I've been but, to that town a million times and that's not a big town. No, no,
2: no, not at all. We're, we're we're playing there New Year's Eve, and you know it that that's gonna it's just local. Like it's what 14,000 14, people or so there. So yeah, maybe
1: tops. Yeah. Are you playing out at the Buffalo chip? No, we're playing at the Knuckle. Oh, okay, cool. Right yeah. on.
2: Yeah, cool room. Really cool room, great people up there too. Nice. Yeah. South Dakotans are really nice people. Yeah, yeah. We we go through every. It seems like every couple of months, we head up to Wyoming. We head up to Casper. and We have all tons of friends and fans up in that neighborhood. Then we head up to Sturgis and come back. And it's it it's they're they're the ones that have saved our asses through this, you know. So. Oh yeah! yeah. Shout out to all them.
0: So, are shows any different at Sturges since the pandemic? Or, like, do the people wear like, have no. any, like, anything different?
2: No. Well, all they, all they did was they had, um, they, they had, uh, uh hand washing stations all over the place. It, it's, it's not to say that people weren't taking it seriously. It's not, it's not to say that, uh, uh, I think there's this perception that all that, all that kind of crowd was walking around looking handrails and, Making out with each other, not not understanding that there was something going on there. People people aren't stupid; they know there's something going on, but they're they're choosing to not live their lives that way. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's all there is to it.
0: That's that's admirable, though, to live your life that way instead of worrying.
1: The biker community has been that way for generations.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. You, get <laughs> like... sick, you, you get sick, you you go home, you stay in bed, you get better, you get out of bed you know it's kind of pretty much yeah yeah so i'm not trying to make light of what's going on i'm just i i I'm just mm-hmm. i just kind of i'm on that side of things i'm on the you know people can disagree with me all they want i respect that but i mean i mean that nobody it's it's funny they if, if it's so contagious nobody in, my, nobody in my band one one person in my band got a little bit sick and that, and that was about it and you know we're all good so knock on wood
0: Right, (laughs) uh, right, right. After this, (laughs) the headline.
2: I got all this breakout. Brian Duffy friggin' collapses after.
0: (laughs) 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 He collapses on the air after saying, "We're good." (laughs) So, I uh, (laughs) midget wrestling. I saw that uh, you enjoy some midget wrestling.
2: I loved it it was awesome <laughs> it was awesome <laughs> what would you like me to say about it I had a are, are you are
0: you a regular wrestling fan or do you just like midget wrestling
2: I uh, midget only <laughs> yeah.
1: it's hilarious yeah oh
2: yeah this was this was this was good too i mean i mean uh, i hadn't seen that stuff since i was a kid so so to be <laughs> i loved it when i was a little kid and uh to To see it, to see it live in a in a, like, I mean this. The thing about the Knuckle is they're 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 a really funny place. They have an indoor rodeo there too, if you can believe it. Yep. But the stage where we're basically our stage is getting smacked into by bulls, and then they have midget wrestling. So I'm working for them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the Knuckle the Knuckle is pretty wild, man. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So shout to definitely shout out to them they they do it differently all the time and it's cool
0: so. the thing the thing i always laugh about midget wrestling though is like they have a normal sized wrestling ring <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's got to be scary to be a midget and climb to the top rope in a regular size ring
2: well this this one guy named hank i remember i remember he did the big grand finale you know you climb up to the top of the pole and you do the he did the somersault to land on somebody and I saw his leg it it kind of snapped and he was on the ground I'm on the stage looking hmm. and he and I could see him mouth the words he goes I don't fucking feel so well <laughs> <laughs> but he got up he got up and he got up and finished his fight too so it was, it was pretty funny
0: <laughs> I've never honestly seen midget wrestling in person I've seen it on TV
2: well if they bring it back to the knuckle next rally that you, you know where to go
0: <laughs> uh, and all I imagine next time is just a bunch of midgets wearing masks
2: yeah <laughs> you, know, you know what's really funny is I'm'm I'm Canadian right or I, I came from Canada like 13 years ago and mm-hmm. the the it's it's just funny the political correctness in Canada because I'm I'm at the knuckle and I it's you know it's, it, the sign says midget wrestling I'm like they call them midgets here? And they're all yeah. they're like, um, yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's I that you don't say that where I'm from. You know, you you say little people.
0: You know, well, <laughs> what's crazy is is nine times out of ten, I have friends that are midgets and they don't care. It's usually people that aren't <laughs> that, that care. You also fuck midgets, Mike. Shut up okay i lost i fucked one midget in my life and i get picked on spun her like a dreidel you did
2: it was like you you bang one midget and you're mike the midget banger for the rest of your life yeah that sounds like a
0: wrestling name could you imagine i'm in midget wrestling but i'm like the normal size person and i'm mike the midget banger (laughs) i'm like val venus (laughs) No, no, Brian. I lost my virginity to a midget. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's hilarious.
2: same awesome. time. That,
0: that that's a good start. Yeah. That's a good confidence builder right there cuz it looks bigger. <laughs> that's what I needed in my life. So so this is a great start. Um have you fucked a midget, Brian?
2: I haven't. I can honestly say I, I can honestly say I haven't.
0: You should try it. All that time living in Sin
1: City.
2: No, we've had we've had midgets in our videos. If you ever seen any of our videos? We've uh, we've always tried to get as many midgets as possible in our videos, but but uh, never shag one.
0: You should try it. It's, okay. it's, a, it's very it's 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 very short lived, but but it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, if you don't kill them. Yeah,
2: you know, so that's like, what my, that's, wife the, uh, my wife is in the my wife is in the. In the in the other room all of a sudden she just turns around and looks oh, <laughs> hey
0: hey if you if you sleep with a midget it's not cheating it's only half cheating oh okay
2: i'll let her know. It's only half cheating.
0: <laughs>
2: not cheating if they're under four feet okay
0: yes four feet four hey. feet tops <laughs> so you did a live stream uh lockdown recently what was that like
2: uh cool it was it was, it was uh it, it was different i mean i'd never done anything like that before playing to nobody you know but right. playing to a lot of people uh but it was cool we had a lot of i think we had almost 500 people watching us which i didn't expect you know and uh um it, it was it was really cool to do it and and, and uh, people were really generous with that too you know like so um, we haven't done another one since, because I th- I I, I kind of thought everybody started doing them. You know, people were doing them all the time, and it, it almost like devalued it, if that makes any sense. You know, mm-hmm. when when somebody's doing them twice a week, it's like, oh here, okay. Uh, you know, doing what they have to do. I'm not I'm not hating on them, but but I I thought once ah, is enough. Let's uh, I don't start want- getting
1: a feeling that it was possibly like a trendy thing to do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I thought I thought fuck this. I don't I, I don't want this to become any kind of norm because this isn't a, this isn't to me acceptable to, no. to to not play to to people. And uh it's it's like well we've been asked to do like some drive in shows, you know, where people would you know what I mean? They drive up they drive up in their cars and you play a gig. I'm like, No, no. That's <laughs> like this isn't um this isn't becoming acceptable to me, you know. That that's the that's the biggest thing is that is is this whole like little by little trying to train us trying to train us for certain social norms to change and become acceptable and I, like having a having human beings together and se- like separating us and not being able to mingle that's not acceptable to me so i won't i won't do that kind of stuff anymore to be honest with you
0: could you imagine, though, the drive-in, like, concerts at, like, a Lamb of God concert or something? Just yes. like, like a freaking demolition derby breaks out. <laughs> I'd th- th- like th-
2: an aerial shot of that. the whole Every card would be like, right, right, right,
1: Metallica did that drive-in show, and they were charging, like, $150 a carload just to see them play the same set they've been playing for 30 years. What wow. the fuck?
0: <laughs> yeah. If you want to see a better uh, Metallica set, just go see Megadeth. Just <laughs> yeah. There's that. So, anybody who wants to follow Garage Boys, you can find them on Facebook at Garage Boys Las Vegas or on Instagram at Garage Boys Las Vegas or on the website the garage boys band. Is there another web like social media that you have? That's the only two I could find.
2: Well, there's the the website itself, uh, thegarageboysband.com. dot com. Yeah. Uh, it, does anybody check websites anymore? <laughs> but uh, it's what the, what are
0: websites? Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: It, it's uh, yeah just thegarageboysband.com dot and and the Facebook one and that's uh, that's about it really the only, operation.
0: The only websites people visit anymore is porn and social media. That's the <laughs> only pretty <they're not>. much. <laughs> Pretty much. Which, speaking of, everybody knows this question's coming. What's the weirdest porn you've watched? <laughs> uh, wow. wow. You live in Vegas; you've probably seen some in person. <laughs> well, there is a
2: couple of those uh, uh, nefarious kind of places you can go. Not that I've been to any of them, but uh,
0: there's donkey f- ranch. <clears throat> <laughs> uh,
2: I've never been to the Green Door. Anyways, this. Um, I, geez, man, that's a good question. You might have to let that one bake for a minute. Uh, Weirdest porn. <laughs> well, it's it's usually German, so. We <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> have to let that one bake for a minute. I don't know. I don't. I don't know yet.
1: German or Car- Jap-
0: Japanese?
1: Yeah, Cartman. What is your mom doing in a German of film? Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh, the reoccurring answer that we got earlier on in an Fruit episode leaves. was my buddy saw this guy eat Fruit Loops out of a woman's asshole.
2: Wow. that's really <laughs> gross um, <laughs> can i can i rat can i rat kathy out here for a second yeah um, when we did our little test run last night she said in her beautiful english accent she said whatever you do don't don't fucking ask mike about fruit loops don't ask- <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was impressed because I've never thought of that because I've been doing dishes this whole time. I've been, (laughs) all I had to do.
2: Sorry, 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 Kathy. I didn't think it was too much of a secret. She just said, don't, don't ask him about Fruit Loops.
0: (laughs) It's not, it's not a secret. I mean, I never personally got off to that video, but um,
2: (laughs) that's that's really bad. I mean, all all the, uh, I, I mean, get- I guess like I'm just not that dangerous anything any kind of porn that involves excrement and especially uh cereal um <laughs> it's just not gonna work for me, you know to each his own though
0: how- how about when people put their arms in there is that
2: all the whole uh what are they fisting fisting, fisting.
0: Yeah. Fisting
2: thing and once again that's it to each his own I guess that's more of like a more of a magic trick to me. <laughs>
1: I mean, if they really want to shit pancakes for a week, that's up to them.
0: Yeah, Uh, That that reminds me of a joke. I heard this guy said that he put his arm in a woman. She said, put your other arm in there. And she's like, no, clap. He's like, I can't. And she's like, pretty tight, huh?
1: (laughs) That's horrible.
2: So So what's it like living out in Vegas? I absolutely love Las Vegas. I love it. Um. I live. I live right downtown. Are you guys familiar with Las Vegas at all?
1: Uh, no, but we're going to be moving uh, to Phoenix next year. Cool.
2: Well, you're going to be, you know, not four, that far away. You're going to be four hours away. You'll uh, you'll be out here. Actually, we're doing a we're doing a gig out in Cave Creek uh, in the next couple of weeks too. It's like you'll love it up there. It's beautiful, beautiful part of the country. Um, but I I love Las Vegas. Uh, we live right downtown, right by the Fremont Street canopies. Um, oh, all right. Yeah, and uh, we're in this. Well, this is my back patio. I don't know if you can really see anything, but uh, just hanging out with Bruno, chilling out, having morning coffee, and uh, it's it's nice. My neighbors are awesome, and it's it's uh it's getting really it's turning into a little bit of an arts district out here. Um, so I, I dig it, man. Uh,
0: a lot a lot better than Canada, eh?
2: Yeah. Uh... <laughs> There's, there's some things that I really miss about my home, but uh, I can always go visit there.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you been back since? Or... No,
2: I haven't. I was supposed to go back um, in June. My um, my hometown, which, which really shocked me. I, I'm from a little small town called North Bay, Ontario. It, I won't be offended if you haven't heard of it. It's a little small place uh, mm-hmm. north, four hours north of Toronto. And uh, the... Uh, they inducted me in their, in their hall of records for, for musicians. I was really flattered. And I was supposed to go up there and see all my old buddies and have a few drinks. And it, COVID kind of uh, knocked that one out on me. So.
0: Well, good thing is flights are cheap. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
2: uh, The ABBA ABBA thing that I did this weekend, that's a Canadian production company. And they all have to, when they go home, they have to guarantee a quarantine for 14 days. So mm-hmm. they've got to go locked. up. I don't know how they enforce that kind of stuff, but they've got to lock themselves away for two weeks. So what am I supposed to do? Fly over to Canada, lock myself up for two weeks? Like, I'll just wait till, I'll just wait till things get better, you know?
0: Yeah. Wait, That's the best thing you can do.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I
0: read that you opened for Toby Keith
2: uh we we actually jammed with him
0: had, how, how was that that's kind of like how did how well does rock and country mix
2: well we were we were just playing up at uh t- once in a while we play up at toby keese and it's kind of funny because everybody knows we're a rock band um but i guess we we can be a rock band that plays a couple of country songs once in a while and uh toby just walked on stage he he hit our guitar player and he's like whatever are like which what, what, uh, my songs you boys know? And we're looking out, we're all looking at each other And we're like, we know one Toby Keith song So, okay, let's <laughs> well, yes, play that six times with him, you know <laughs>
0: That's one more than I know
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, And that's how, that's how we make our living in this town You gotta know, you gotta know everything, you know
1: It's like yeah. any patriotic country song, that's Toby Keith right there <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, you know he was he was really cool. You know because the the one thing you hear about you hear about a lot of these guys they can be pretty rough on people. He was cool, absolutely cool to us. So yeah, I can't complain. It's it's on YouTube. You can find it somewhere on YouTube. The uh, Garage Boys, I think it's Garage Boys jamming with Toby Keith or something like that. So good. Dinosaur. I heard he's like
1: super tall too. Huge. He's a big, big
2: kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. He's a he's a big boy. I wouldn't have messed with him.
0: So Cap wants to know in the chat what made you choose to join the Garage Boys and move to Vegas?
2: Um, that's a good question. I well I came down to Vegas to fill in for a guy and the agency that booked that band just said, Hey, uh, do you want to join this, this outfit that we're putting together? And I and, and and I'm like, Okay, what is it? And he's like, Oh, we're we're calling it the garage boys and and uh you We'll, we're putting mechanic suits on you guys and all this kind of thought. And I honestly, I'll be honest with you. At the time, I'm like, oh, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This isn't selling. Like... So I, I did. I did. I figured, okay, uh, what the hell? Come to Vegas for a year, and uh, and do it. And then I and then I kind of ended up taking over the band and managing it. Um, and and it, it turned out to be, you know, the smartest smartest decision I ever made in my life so i'm i'm really happy i toughed out the first year the first year was kind of weird for me um not being around lakes and trees and whatever um and then i grew then the desert really grew on me i love it Uh, i love it out here now so that's really about it i just kind of the the agency didn't seem to be too interested in continuing us so i took over and started booking it and kept it going for a lot it's been 13 years now
0: damn that's the longest year of your life no. You guys just got done going through a
1: brutal summer, too.
2: yeah, uh, yeah. well, luckily, like I said, luckily, I spent most of my summer up up in the Midwest, so so i I, I didn't get nailed with any of the hundred plus stuff that everybody has to deal with. The only time, like I'm just warning everybody, Vegas in this the only time it's a bit of a drag here is July and August, like one hundred and ten plus every single day. If you're not used to that, it feels like there's a hair dryer in your face.
0: yeah. <laughs> I I, feel, I have a friend that lives out in Vegas, and he'll send me the weather in the, s- the summer. I'm like, uh
1: My school rep from MMI in Phoenix, where I'm going next year, said, "Yeah, they broke like 95 days of 115 plus." I'm like, Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah, just and just warning you, Phoenix is even worse. Yeah, <laughs> Phoenix is even worse, man. It, it in the summertime, like I love it out there, but I don't want to be there in July. Like just don't come and hang out here
0: in July. That's the only thing
2: I'm telling you guys.
0: So in Vegas, know, you, in Vegas, do you like live in town or do you live like on the right. outskirts?
2: I live right downtown. Damn. Yeah, I, like I can see City Hall from our upper deck. It's 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 really really cool down here. I I love what what they've done to downtown Las Vegas since I moved here 13 years ago. You didn't walk where I lived at night. You didn't do that. That was no. Bad idea. Now it's uh, a lot of tap houses, tap houses, uh, um, yes, restaurants. There's Bruno barking at someone. Hey, come on, come on. Uh, tap houses, restaurants, all mom and pop stuff, local little businesses, you know? So mm-hmm. I dig it out here. Come on, get out of here. Come on.
0: <laughs> it's, it's nice that you guys have a lot of mom and pops because it's out here all we have is like maybe one mom and pop and then like a Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what do you do while you're on the strip give us a day in the life of Brian Duffy you hit gambling or what okay. do you do
2: funnily funnily enough I don't gamble I'm pretty boring I do I I uh, I'm like a micro brew fan so I I like going out and drinking there's a there's a little place called banger brewery down the street and I I like going out there because uh, my, li- my life has been crazy enough with with being in a band Mm-hmm. Um, that when I do, when I do go out, yeah, like, I hate to say it, but I'm not that exciting. It's usually <laughs> going out for beers and watching other people act like idiots.
0: Have you done your fair share of acting like an idiot in your younger days?
2: Absolutely. <laughs> and I still do. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I still, I still act like a total jackass.
0: So you, you live in Sin City. What is some of the craziest shit you've seen? I want to hear some of these Vegas stories.
2: Ah. Uh... Crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy shit. There's there's a you know, when you work down on the strip, um mm-hmm. the thing is like we okay, we're a house band at Carnival Court for the longest time, right on the right at Harris. Um mm-hmm. every day there's something. Like just just every, every day. It's it's like every day somebody is face planting, you know, from it's so dry out here, so someone's drinking too much, and you're like, he's going down, he's going down, whap, wow. Um but, I, I mean the, there's uh, the the, cra- the craziest stuff of late I, I saw with uh, getting caught right in the middle of the riots just being at uh, at Mickey Finn's and and being locked in the place from all that idiot all that idiocy that was going on and but I mean in terms of in terms of really crazy stuff I mean it'll all come to me I guess I guess the last time we were playing at uh, Fremont Street, and there's this big crowd, and then this guy—he's staying there, and he's kind of, kind of drunk and kind of homeless. And there's these beautiful, like, Texas cheerleader kind of girls around him, and he pulls out his little wiener. And he just starts <laughs> peeing on them. You know? and he's like, <laughs> just like, Mike,
1: what are you doing out in Vegas, man? <laughs> Shut
2: up! <laughs> <laughs> hey, that. That kind of stuff just happens every day. You cut. You almost get desensitized to it. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, did did he like get arrested or anything, or they just like that just happens?
2: They kicked him off the street. They didn't even arrest him. <laughs> what
0: the hell? He's just pissing on people again. Just let him go. <laughs> oh, he's homeless. It's fine.
2: Yeah, this out of here. You know. That's uh, uh, like F- Fremont has its uh, share of characters. That's for sure.
1: It's sounds
0: terrible. like it.
2: Yeah, you guys. If you guys haven't been here, that's kind of. If you want to see all the all the weirdos, that's where you go. It's pretty fun, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's so, it sounds almost as crazy as my family reunion. But anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I haven't been, so I, I can't compare it to anything.
1: That's that's where Mike goes to pick up chicks.
0: (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) She was a third cousin. It doesn't count. But (laughs) 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 so so what are you looking more the most forward to once things go back to normal? Like it's the one Uh, thing.
2: Back to normal. That's what I'm looking forward to. (laughs) Just like doing what we normally do. Just see that picture you just showed? That just going back to Going going back to playing music again, uh, full time and and uh, enjoying it because like I haven't funny enough funny enough I haven't taken this shit for granted at all. I love it. I mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do it until nobody will give me a gig anymore, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I just want I just want to get back to that again. You know, I think not I think playing that,
1: shows is a drag. What's that? Not playing shows anymore is a drag.
2: It it completely is. Yeah, yeah. Like especially when that's. That's all I've done. That's, that's that's all I've done my whole life. So all of a sudden you're like, um, uh, what the fuck do I do now? <laughs> you, know, so, you know, my wife. My wife loves quarantine. She she's like every single day. She's like, oh, this is beautiful. But uh, I I want to get out. I want to get out and play. So
0: the positive about this though is it makes us like realize what we have and we were taking everything for granted.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of I think I think a lot of the things that are not I mean especially when you've seen a lot of people walking out of the bathroom and not washing their hands and you're always like oh good now you see everybody washing their hands it's kind of you know there there's some things that have changed a bit for the better so sanit, sanitation wise um but but I hope it makes all the people in my business especially not take what they do for granted anymore I mean I've, I've heard so many musicians ah I gotta go play. I got to go gig at this place, but uh, you know, kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, well you have a gig,
0: right? You at least have a job. Yeah. You're going, <laughs> if
2: you don't have a gig anymore. Start bitching. And that's, that's, I think what this has brought a lot of, a lot of us down to. It's like, oh yeah, that was really cool. They're in a living doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. And, but uh, the thing that has me thinking is how long are people really going to keep washing their hands and shit?
2: Well, I mean, the. Obviously the people that listened are gonna and people that are really dumb aren't. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the way it is. I, I mean I, I, I mean I'm not obviously I, nobody likes everybody hates when some person who has no medical background or anything states their opinion. So I'll, yeah. you know, i know. I but that is pretty much basic knowledge. Keep your freaking self clean.
0: You're gonna be in a
2: lot better position of not getting ill. You know,
0: another thing I hate is when like people just with an MD in their name talks about a thing that they did not study, like like the, like they're like I know a lot about viruses. You're a fucking chiropractor. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, shut up. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah is, I, I guess you you could say that in any in any line of business. It's like if somebody's not a jazz musician and they're telling you uh, ah. John Coltrane eh, was uh, he was overrated like would you play sax you jackass no <laughs>
0: <laughs> so shut the fuck up yeah <laughs> So uh,
2: all, all walks of life and I can, I think that's kind of scary about what we watch is that there are a lot of non-experts they're experts but they're also non-experts blah 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 this blah I'm like okay I, I don't believe any of you guys anymore you've all you've There's all a- credibility
0: there's this one woman that was circulating on the internet talking about this miracle drug for COVID and blah, blah 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 And if you look deeper into her, she believes that the reason why AIDS exists is because you have sex with demons in your sleep. Uh, I don't think I don't think I'm gonna take her advice.
2: Think... <laughs> she just, just kind of blew it after that. The demon part. It's like, oh okay.
0: <laughs> I, I have sex with demons when I'm awake. What the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's hilarious
0: (laughs) they're great in the sack (laughs) so did you know what a pink sock was before you came on here
2: i i didn't i didn't explain to me what it is again
0: it is it is when you um have anal sex unlubricated and it pulls your asshole inside out and that that dangling mass is called a pink sock ew Okay.
2: <laughs> there you go. Uh can, can I ask a question? What yeah. inspired that to be the name of the show?
0: <laughs> because people <laughs> like you don't know what it is uh-uh. and you start to question it. And you're like, it sounds cute and innocent. And then you look it up you're like, oh fuck. It, re- it really started from a name of a thrash
1: metal solo album that I want to put together. That too that, that I have so
0: aptly named Pink Sock Mayhem at the Old Folks Home. Nice. The uh the uh, the album artwork idea is um Betty, <laughs> Betty White is anal fucking Donald Trump in an old folks home and as he's she's pulling out he has a pink sock.
2: Nice, nice. It, it's very art.
0: It's very artistic.
2: Obviously, she's got a strap on. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Betty White, big old, <laughs> old beanie black one. We're talking about Betty White. <laughs> she has a big old cock.
1: <laughs> Family dinner just got awkward. <laughs> You all should know better than watching this podcast while eating dinner.
0: So, I got a question. Speaking of Betty White, if you had the opportunity, would you bang Betty White?
1: Uh,
2: 50 years ago, yeah. Uh, Why? She was kind of cute. And old. Did you ever see those old Mary Tyler Moore shows?
0: Yeah, she was mm-hmm. banging.
2: Wasn't she like the, the, the real innocent kind of slutty lady kind of thing? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, yeah, I guess I mean, she was pretty cute when in her younger days. I can't imagine now.
0: <laughs> well, well, nowadays, you would have to out of respect, out of respect, yeah. You'd nah, have to. Not, oh, so come on, you don't have to oh. even look, you can just be like, okay, right nah. Betty. <laughs> no, no, I
2: I think, I think you asked that you have to ask yourself the same question, would you? You know, I could, I, I, no,
1: I've eaten Mike, all Mike reason. would, Mike would totally get
0: a hold of that grilled cheese. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Have you ever ate yeah. Arby's? Say it again. Have you ever ate at Arby's?
2: I you know what? No. Oh. I haven't. I've never eaten at Arby's before.
0: Thanks looks- for ruining Arby's
1: for me, Mike.
2: <laughs> sorry, it looks, so- it looks sorry. even grosser now that you've compared you've <laughs> compared Arby's to Betty White, so
0: <laughs> I would yeah. Well, you, you could bang it without eating it. Ew. You
2: uh-huh. <laughs> I I almost prefer to go back to the Cheerios.
0: <laughs> would you eat those Cheerios, or would you rather eat Betty White if you had to choose?
2: Well, there's there's a choice in this.
0: Yeah, you, like you have to.
2: Uh, so it's a I uh, I think I think I just take the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's really
0: cause you're like either either i get some kind of weird dis- infection <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or i got to fuck betty white <laughs>
1: mike i'm pretty sure if you fuck betty white you'll get an std from the 1800s
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'd get the bubonic plague
1: <laughs> this is the
2: thing i like betty white this <laughs> is like
0: <laughs> she'll probably outlive all of us
2: yeah i like her mm-hmm. keith richards are going to ruin the, r- rule the world someday
0: Her,
1: Keith Richards, and Ozzy.
2: Yeah.
0: I keep seeing posts, people are like, Ozzy's dying. I'm like, no, he's not.
2: (laughs) Ozzy's going to be in one of those little intubation things, just his head head alone, like on The Simpsons.
0: (laughs) Or Futurama. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dude,
1: I I think if Ozzy went, it's not going to be some long, drawn-out thing. It'll probably just be like Lemmy. Like, one day he just wakes up, and there it is. He's dead. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like. like
1: Nothing leading up to it. It's just going to be a surprise.
2: Well, what a life, though. I, What a life, though. Ozzie. Dude.
0: He's He'll, lived the lifetime of, like, seven people. Oh,
2: I know. I know. He couldn't he could he couldn't possibly have any regrets. If I was Ozzy, I wouldn't have any regrets, you know? How, how you, know you know, you the, sa-
1: the saddest thing is that that uh, documentary they did about the nine lives of Ozzy, he still believes to this day that he hasn't made it.
0: Yeah, he don't think he's made it yet. Wow. And, uh, in the documentary, he said, uh, he still hasn't released his white album or his Abbey road. Like he doesn't feel like he's made it because there's so much negative when it comes to his name that he doesn't feel like he's righted his wrong.
2: Ah, That's well, that's, that's, that's between him and himself, man. Like, Mm I mean, we, the three of us, I could probably agree. He's made it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like,
2: holy shit. What, what else can you do? You I mean,
0: know. he did that with his first record. Yeah, yeah, and also he was in the biggest. He was the first person to do this, by the way. He was in the biggest band in history, made it on his own, even though the record labels would not sign him uh-huh. because he was a drug addict. And then he became a reality show host. You can't fucking beat that.
2: Yeah, and played millions of how many millions of people has he collectively played to? You know, right? Um, those first bo- those first four Black Sabbath albums are are un unreal i mean just though by those alone the guy can the guy can hang up his jacket on all that that stuff is amazing so
0: and you can go to any fucking country and they will know mm-hmm. just by his first name exactly Ozzie. yeah like
2: yeah i know that the chick at concierge forgets who i am every other day and it's like, Aussie <laughs> you can go anywhere <laughs> you know
0: so everywhere i go people confuse me for celebrities like uh bob uh bob ross i get uh the singer of Cla of uh coheedon cambria claudio sanchez
1: who's your favorite band well since she's living in vegas it's not five finger death punch is it
0: it's, it's abba
2: it, be shocked it is neither okay my i have favorite I have, i'm a weirdo i have favorite bands for for what it is it's like you know, like let's say Black Sabbath. How could you say Black Sabbath is your favorite band? It would be my favorite early seventies hard rock band. But like, um I'm a I'm a huge Frank Zappa fan. That's that's one of my Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's like <laughs> and you are never gonna see the Garage Boys ever play one Frank Zappa song because I wanna keep my job you know like there's no <laughs>
0: oh come on why does it hurt it yeah. not
2: be. <laughs> you know there'd be there'd probably be two dudes in the in the audience going fuck yeah you know and the rest <laughs> of them are gonna be like yeah okay you,
0: you could probably uh, get away with a uh, dirty love
2: i don't i don't know like if you can i don't know i don't know if you could get away with any of them i used to a long time ago i used to play uh bobby brown goes down
0: oh god (laughs) bad choice
2: nobody got it (laughs) nobody nope nobody nobody got it Uh, i briefly played catholic girls in a band nobody got it except you know that's like that one dude yeah i can't believe they played catholic girls holy shit
0: with zappa it's crazy a lot of people don't know who zappa is nowadays but he's done a lot for music
2: oh absolutely and he's also he's also uh Brought back like, uh, like there, there's a composer he loved called Ed, Edgar Varese and mm-hmm. nobody would nobody would ever heard of that guy again. And and uh, he, Ed, Edgar Varese was a percussion genius with his his music. Uh, mm-hmm. that, Zappa was the master. Like Zappa master.
0: also discovered Alice Cooper.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and if you look at all the people that Zappa brought into into his bands, all the great players that play with every that have played all the studio stuff like vinnie Colaiuta, warren all those guys warren cucarulo uh, terry bazio the, the list is just like all, all of these geniuses steve Vai, you know mm-hmm. that he he brought to the he brought to the table and showed the world look who these guys are
0: did you hear about when steve Vai tried out the first time for frank zappa's band i haven't no frank zappa told him he's not good enough jeez Wow. Yeah, he was like 17 at the time and he was still an excellent player. But Zappa asked him, he's like, play this riff. And he played it. He's like, all right, play it in R and B style. He did. He's like, all right, now I'll play it. And I forget what style he said, like jazz. And he's like, that's impossible. And Zappa's like, nope. He picked up the guitar, played it in that style, said you're not good enough, kid. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, wow. That's the story I heard. I don't know if it's Zappa's true, unreal, man. But mm-hmm. like The dude was a god on guitar, but he rarely ever was the one playing live unless it was a solo.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, (laughs) Zappa in Zappa's autobiography. He self admittedly said, I wouldn't get my own gig. You know, I'd be, I'd be turned down for my own gig. (laughs) Like, Whoa. Okay. He was way
0: too picky. He was a perfectionist.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, I have, uh, so I played with the bass player years ago. I don't know. You know, musicians tell tall tales. But he he's he was a badass bass player, and his claim to fame in the Toronto scene was that he auditioned for Zappa, and uh, and so he he auditioned for Zappa in the like the early '80s, and he went he went into the to the audition and said, "Hey Frank, how you doing, man? I gotta let you know, uh, it's a pleasure to meet you, man. I'm a little bit nervous, but here we go." And he goes, "You're nervous?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous." And He's like, "How how do you expect to play in front of twenty thousand people? You can go now." No. <laughs> Didn't even get to play a note. Just got told to leave. <laughs> so. Right. I
0: heard. I heard Zappa was a great guy, but if it, you were auditioning, he could be a complete asshole. Because he yeah. he knew what he wanted.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. like Dave Mustaine, yeah. man. He just you're either going to show up 110 or you're not. Yeah. Right.
2: Absolutely. His 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 music was for the elite. So you had to be an elite player. You know that's that that's totally understandable.
0: It's crazy because Zappa was so damn popular, but was he ever played on a radio?
2: I think the only the only song he ever had that got regular radio play was was Valley Girl. Do you remember that? that mm-hmm. Yeah, the that was a top ten. That was his <clears throat> only top ten Billboard hit, if you can believe it.
0: See, That's a shame. I, I'm I'm considered too young to know who Zappa is, but I <laughs> I love me some Frank Zappa.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I I, I love, like, I, there's so many styles of music that I love. It's just name is genre, and I can tell you by one of my favorite artists so, of that genre, you know, and, and that's that's about all, all I can say. It's like I don't wave a flag over any one thing. That would be silly.
1: Well, this past week we had a really major loss with Eddie dying. Oh, yeah. What's your thoughts on, you know, Van Halen being gone now?
2: that's wow, it's just another blow to real music, you know. Mm-hmm. Another, another, another blow to, to, to live music. I mean, Eddie was. It's funny. I, as a guitarist myself, I was always a, um, uh, I, I, I was a Stevie Ray Vaughan, Hendrix fanatic. Those were like the two guitarists, uh, Jeff Beck as well. That that made me want to play and made me want to learn all those intricacies. But Eddie was a mutant to me. I didn't even it took me and it took me until later in life to even understand his guitar playing. He's so freaking, he was so amazing, you know? Um, so yeah, it's a huge blow.
0: That actually answers Uber's question. Uh, Van Halen being your influence.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, how, how could it not? He's, uh, Eddie, Eddie, like I said, Eddie's Eddie's playing with something that I always stayed away from. <laughs> he's, he's that he's just that amazing. Um, And uh, they even did a big tribute to Eddie on the ABBA show the other night.
0: (laughs) Did you do a Van Halen song in the style of ABBA?
2: We actually did a a couple of Van Halen riffs in no no ABBA style, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I would love to see you try.
2: (laughs) It's it's really funny, the the album, our, our drummer in the Garage Boys, he brings a portable record player wherever we go. Which is really cool and incredibly inconvenient at the same time. Um, it's, uh, that was it was it was weird all summer. It was Van Halen too, all things Van Halen too for for the entire four week tour. So and I had no idea that Eddie was even sick. I mean I'm obviously living under a rock. I didn't know he was that ill. Um, so it was a Van Halen summer for us, and there we are. You know.
0: When it comes to Van Halen, Sammy Hagar, or David Lee Roth? Ooh.
2: Um. Good question. I I I just think the 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 albums were better in the David Lee Roth era. I just mm-hmm. like the songs better. Does it's not about the talent? It's not you know, it's not about who's better. Like who is a better like Sammy was obviously way better singer. Yeah. Than than David Lee Roth and and. Uh, um, a really badass musician as well, but I just like the music of the Dave era, the Sammy era. I love a lot of the songs, but some of them just never really, never really got me.
0: That's kind of like with me and like Motley Crue. I love John karabi as a singer. I love him as a musician. That's probably one of my favorite Motley Crue albums. But Vince neal was the guy for that band. Yeah, and- kind of the same way with David Lee Roth and Hagar.
2: At the at the end of it all, you like a song or you don't like a song. Yeah, it is it is it isn't really about how badass of a player people are to me, anyways. I don't really care how good the musicians are on any recording. if They happen mm-hmm. to be amazing, cool, but I don't really care if I like the song. Then I don't I don't care if it's a Sex Pistols tune playing right. hard, but the tunes are great. You know.
0: Hmm. That's that's like I. I don't get people like there's guitar players that are really fast. I respect that, but I can't really get into extremely fast playing like Ingvy Malmstein and shit. Like I just can't do. Or it. Dragon Force. Dragon Force is hit or miss because they do have some songs that vocally are really good, but right. like the speed just doesn't cut it for me.
2: Well, your brain doesn't really process that that stuff. It's just a flurry of shit yeah. to me when something is just like it. That's all it sounds. I got.
1: Like. Oh. I got to have melody.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's why I love Jeff Beck so much. Is because every, even though he like, you know, he's he's, you like him, you don't like him, but everything he plays is melodic. And then just just when it matters, he'll friggin' floor you with some crazy shit for a minute. Then he goes back to, to 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 melody. Zappa was, you know, going back to Zappa. He did the same thing. He mm-hmm. was, Jeff. floor Jeff. you with melody, and then blow your mind with his technique. Momstein is, it's just all. All show off stuff and it's mm-hmm. he's amazing like he's he's the best at that, but I don't really dig it
0: it's all about timing and even some of the best players use silence as a great tool
2: yeah i, I like, when when we were little kids we bought uh the ingui momstein's rising force you know because that was the that was the album like and you and so i it's it's kind of like uh it's kind of like a stack of pancakes you know, it looks all awesome and you you eat after five bites, you're just sick of it.
0: <laughs>
2: like, okay, I'm done with this shit now. It was like it's amazing for the first couple of bites. And that's that's what Monstein was to me. I played the album over and over for a week, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I'm done with this.
0: That's how I was when I first heard the band Five Finger Death Punch. The first two songs were great, and then I realized it's just repetitive. It's the same riffs.
1: But you listen to Mount Mal- <laughs> you listen to Mountstein, Mal- it's just like, oh, okay. You know that one scale really good. Got it.
2: <laughs> it's like harmonic minor scale number 20 here. You know, like all right, cool. What yep. do you
0: think of guitars that use a lot of effects like a bucket head and shit?
2: I like, well, it, it's, it's all how you use it. It, um, <clears throat> if, if it's a good question,
0: that's a really good question.
2: Like, uh I personally just plug plug a guitar into an amp straight that's just been kind of how I've done it and other people have a shit ton of effects everywhere and some people it sounds like a big wash of nonsense and other players it's beautiful it's, it, it depends on, uh, on on the musicality of the person playing it so I don't I don't really care if somebody has a, a whole whole thing of rack mounts and pedals if, if they get great tone out of what they do then
0: cool mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard I've heard a lot of people giving like bucket head shit and stuff. And I'm like, dude, it sounds good and it takes talent to know when to hit that effect pedal when not to hit that effect pedal. Yeah. It might it it might even take more talent than just to play the guitar.
1: Yeah, there's there's two especially if you're old school and you got an old pedal board, you gotta do everything yourself and it's not programmed.
2: Yeah, yeah. And those analog pedals too, they you know, you can they can be abused really easily, you know. They you can uh you can get out of control though. Those are those are difficult. Like if like if I take say two guitarists that are very, very very processed, a lot of stuff. Okay, say like U2's the edge. He's mm-hmm. got he, he probably has like a semi-truck of effects. But his guitar his guitar's playing sounds great. Whether you like whether you like you two or not, it's just his guitar playing sounds amazing, or Tom Morello from from Rage. There's a lot of stuff going on, you know, and he sounds badass. So
1: who cares? Like Neil Sean. Neil Sean's got probably a semi truck rig. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just to do something super simple.
2: Yeah. And he's and I mean he's one of he's one of the best too. He's one of the there that's just like, you know, holy shit. Okay. You win. (laughs) Yeah, he's got
1: one of the best most beautiful guitar tones I've ever heard.
2: Yeah absolutely i agree so it's kind of it's it's really just it's how, how you use or abuse whatever technology you're using and that's, An- that's
0: cool. another really good guitarist with effects is john five
2: yeah i don't listen to a lot of him uh and and i keep getting told about him that i really should you should I really start uh getting getting in on him He's,
0: Um, he's very underrated because he's played for David Lee Roth. He's played for Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie, all these big acts. But a lot of people I talk to is like, I haven't heard him. I'm like, look him up.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, I've heard about him all the time and I've just never kind of dabbled into what he's doing. You know,
0: he's one of the few people I've seen that can play uh, Van Halen like Eddie Van Halen. Cool. And what, I'm like
2: you told me, I'm I'm a kind of a YouTube junkie. That's uh you know when you jump on the you jump down the rabbit hole and you start listening to this to this guy or that guy or this whoever, and then you just go and eat into their catalog because you can find kind of everything they've done. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm.
0: was, everything of his is on Spotify, so you can just find it on there too.
2: I will. I will. Like I was that da- I was I was into this uh listening to this. I don't know if you ever heard of a guitarist named Alan Holdsworth um mm-hmm. he he's 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 dead now but i mean he he was an alien well you, his music is almost impossible for me to even get into it sounds like an alien's playing guitar But so i went right down the Alan holsworth rabbit hole the other day and i'm just like oh my god uh, this dude isn't even human but that's somebody you might want to check out just as a player just you know
0: oh yeah to- I'll check him out. Another really underrated player, and then I'll get to Caps' question. Tom Morello. You mentioned him earlier. Yeah, I love his like, He's amazing. Did you see the uh, recent shitstorm he's been handling? No. Like usual, Tom Morello has been posting political shit, and people are like, what do you know about politics? He's like, I have a Harvard degree in political science. <laughs>
1: and he's like, "That's That's so crazy.
0: Ahead. And like, like we've said on here multiple times, what machine do you think they're raging against? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Um, that that's what that's why you're you're never going to hear me give any political opinions. I don't have a political science degree, so I'm going to just... right. <laughs>
1: that's just like people giving Black Sabbath crap for being political. It's like, have you ever listened to War Pigs? What do you think it was? Battle Swine? <laughs> like, come on now.
2: But don't, so, don't you think that that's all that needed to be said? Like, w- the Aussie and the boys didn't need to do interviews and talk about the meaning of that song. It's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. yeah. And, and 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 fucking amazing as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think guys like that needed to to say anything. Their their music spoke for itself. Just like, Bob, I don't know if you guys are Bob Dylan fans, but he was political as shit in his early days. And he didn't need to say anything in interviews about what he was talking about he just here you go here's the song there,
0: with but with bob dylan though uh so some people would argue you didn't know what he was saying
1: <laughs> there is nothing ever really hidden in sabbath's vocals at all like you, the lyrics like you can even sweet leaf everybody knew that was a pot song it, i mean it starts out with tony iomi coughing after taking a hit like come on now that's we all knew what was going on.
0: like Snowblind. In between every other verse, he goes, <laughs> Cocaine! Da, 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 da. You know,
2: I I like that, though. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: When shit's, like, right out there in the open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Kath wants to know, have you ever jumped off the strut?
2: No, I haven't. It's a controlled fall. I, you know. It's not like a wow well, shit
0: that kind of thing,
2: but no, I haven't. I'm a pussy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all we got from this this talk is a bunch of porn stuff, and then I'm boring and I'm a pussy. That's I, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really funny, Mike. Though I'm going to get off the phone today, and I'm going to go. Oh shit! The time that the, the the midget had sex in person with the oh, oh shit! I forgot to tell that story. Oh,
0: you hey, know, <laughs> we are always open for a part two.
2: All right that sounds good
0: because <laughs> <laughs> because there's so many guests that forget things because we are we have notes but we don't stick to them all the time
2: <laughs> right yeah well, well it's, you know making making excuses but that that's exactly what it is for me i'm like well wow, uh, uh you what, what what you know it's like shit, well, my th- so much shit happens on a regular basis you're kind of like whoa
0: well, the thing is with this show is I've realized with myself, I'm just awful at sticking to like a set plan and being scheduled because regular casual conversation is the best way to go because then right. you'll hate yourself for not asking something.
2: Well, ask Kathy, ask Kathy if she's jumped off the uh, strat.
0: I will ask her actually. Before <laughs> that, at, uh, Ashley uh, Grant wants to know, any plans for new material?
2: Yeah. Yeah. We've got it. We, we're, we're mixing right now. So it's all, I've I've got, I've got a little thing. I hate to use the word, you know, because these days, like, there's no record labels, there's no like anything per se. We, we're doing everything ourselves. So I'm doing a solo project that I'm that I'm gonna put on the Garage Boys website. That I'm just gonna kind of uh, push myself and and uh, the Garage Boys have a new have a new new thing coming out um, and it's being mixed right now and and we do it all ourselves. Uh, I I have a separate I have a separate um, producer and an engineer doing doing my solo stuff and our bass player Aaron bass player keyboard player Aaron records and mixes and masters all of the
1: Garage Boy stuff.
0: I admire that because you do it all yourself. You don't have to worry about a fucking student
1: <laughs> record company. Dude, record companies want people like us to sign a 360 deal so they get money off of everything we do, which is ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I've, I've I've run into so many artists, you know, that we've that we've either done shows with or played with and I it's not it's it's not I don't make comparisons. I just noticed that they're very poor. You know, they've they have exactly done that. They've signed a 360 kind of contract, so they're doing in terms of their music, they're doing a lot better than us, but at the same time, I mean, what's going to be left at the end of that? Are you going to mm-hmm. be able to sustain yourself you know that's uh that's kind of important i mean it's not everything but we we're we're all i i i manage everything my wife does all of our books and and everybody every dime that goes into the garage boys we all keep so Mm. it's it's a we we don't have to do day jobs we don't have to do anything like that it's better that way
0: that's the positive about the digital age is you don't have to rely on a record company anymore, like you did in like the '80s and shit. Right. You can just
2: right. But how do you get your stuff out, though? That's the biggest thing. Like, there's, you, we're we're like this drop in a bucket in a in a, in a million drops of rain, trying to get mm-hmm. trying to get people to listen to our music. And the only way you can do it is you get out and play. You, you just you have to get out and and play for people. Now there's no other. There's really. There's, you can stick your stuff up on, on your websites and your all, all of your all of the social media platforms, but at the end of the day, if you don't get out and, and, and play live, um, you're kind of not going to do it unless you're one of the lucky few that gets on The Voice, American Idol, all that stuff, and right. th- then you're just yeah. a puppet for that.
0: Most of the time, people that even lose on those shows can get a record deal... It's, it's just the publicity of it that's sure. that's what gets them
2: sure but you've noticed they get they get a deal out of it and they're and it's like what david what diamond dave said you know here today gone later today mm-hmm. like they're, they're they're doing really well for five minutes and then and then that's all gone and then what do they do they owe they owe an entity everything they how, how do they how do they go on from there that's my question I remember the
1: best thing I've heard so far is uh, from the drummer of Exodus. They've been around since 79. And he's like, dude, you'd think we'd be millionaires by now, but we're literally over glorified traveling t-shirt salesmen. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The, it, the, that's, that's the biggest, that's the weirdest thing right right now for us. It's like, if I say, oh, Garage Boys have a new song, blah, 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 you know, you get mild interest, you get interest, you know. The garage boys have new t-shirts i want one <laughs> right right <laughs> it's, yeah it's 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 kind of like a all right is your
0: music on streaming platforms right yeah now?
2: we're uh, we're spotify reverb nation every, uh, everything that that uh everything that you can find us on i think you can find us on so that's that's all jackie that does that stuff
0: at, at least you're on streaming platforms I've actually talked to some musicians and They're like, we're not on streaming platforms And they complain about nobody hearing their music I'm like We can't find it
2: well, yeah, you. I mean, that's that's the double That's the double-edged sword like, you, you want people to hear the songs And streaming is the absolute Fastest, mm-hmm. best way to get people just to listen to you However, you won't make a cent out of it The mm-hmm. music The music is devalued every day For us because Well musicians should never give their music away for free they should never give away cds should never do that like anything albums sell your music but the streaming thing that that's more on there on the on the streamer side of things we got to get more money for it Mm -hmm. that's all yeah spotify
0: has actually been under a lot of shit because they give the least amount out of any other streaming platform
2: oh absolutely like when we sell when we sell an album through through spotify i think we get like two dollars 98 cents uh for an album and and uh it, it's like i said we play live so we keep ourselves going that way but um the days of like uh being a steely dan kind of band are over where you go in the studio you make an album then you sit around uh, snort coke for the next six months off the, <laughs> off the proceeds you know
1: <laughs> now that we're on this topic i want to bring it up to you and i've talked about it before but I don't know if it affects you and the Garage Boys at all, but have you seen Live Nation's new policy that they put out? I have not. They want bands going forward after everything gets back to normal
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, to take a 20% cut. If you cancel a show, they want you to pay double your guarantee back. And I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe they said something about wanting a percentage of the merch sales as well. Because they took such a hit from the pandemic, and I'm like, that's not the artist problem.
2: Yeah, that. Well, I mean, with any of those big entities like that, that doesn't surprise me. Hearing that, Um, a lot of times when you do shows, a lot of venues want a piece of your merch, anyways. Yeah, they're always in any venue that wants to do that with us i just push the website i just don't bother with that what's the point i gotta hire i gotta hire somebody to run the merch pay them mm-hmm. then i have to after yeah. that to the to the so if you're not moving tons of stuff there's no point you know um so no that's that's kind of shitty because i mean the the all especially in the live nation thing those those you know mid-level acts that you're talking about they look like they're making a lot of money but they aren't and so mm-hmm live nation want to take more from them or any yeah. anybody, anybody for that matter wanting to take even more is like that's that's killing it that's killing us more
0: what sucks is there's a lot of venues that don't view it this way but bands are supplying entertainment for your place not you're giving them publicity it should be they're supplying entertainment you hired them <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> yeah yeah they, it's 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 backwards in a lot of ways you know like mm-hmm. like it's it's uh there, there's a there's a lot of backwards about bands that are that are playing where the venues are saying oh yeah you got to fill up our venue you gotta you gotta bring everybody out oh yeah we're not paying you but you know we're <laughs> gonna make money off all the beer everyone buys we're gonna make and the the bands ends up filling up your bar like i've always i've always said to bar owners and clubs and venues i'm like it's not my job to fill your room mm-hmm. I, it's, it's my your job, job
1: my
2: job is like, people in your room. It's not my the, job. The
1: the war between bands and promoters is real. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Like
1: like absolutely. they want they want uh, people like me and you to do their job when they're supposed to be promoting it.
2: Yeah. I mean, totally. like
1: obviously we'll have it on our social media and stuff and we'll push it. That's fine, but we're not promoters. You guys are
0: Tony, so, one, Tony one time commented on a post, somebody wanted to book them or whatever, his band film the Silence, and he was like, yeah, we ain't paying you to show up. It's not my fault that your venue sucks and nobody wants to show up. You still pay us. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <but> <laughs> I also love the I love the, uh, well, it'll be great exposure for you, and they, you know, like,
0: like rent, exposure
1: doesn't pay the bills, bro. Thank God
0: I, uh, my rent is only four exposures. Every day. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You know, I'm, I'm stealing that one. I'm like, okay, can I steal that. Yeah, yeah. 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 My mortgage it costs ten exposures a month,
1: so need, I I need exposure to. doesn't power my marshals, Sorry.
2: Yeah, that that one is always the, the We we get a, we get asked, you know, from time to time for that. You know, can you do this event? You do that event, especially the. The charity event things. I know I'm going to sound really jaded here, but so uh, charity events always want entertainers to come for free. They always ask, they always say, "Oh, it's great exposure for you. You're doing, you know, this, you know, heart, heart, or lungs, or cancer, or whatever, any kind of thing." And and then you get there, you think, "Okay, yeah, I think I'm doing a good cause. I'm working for something good." And then and then you find out that well, the sound company is getting paid, The, Mm -hmm. the vendors are all getting paid. Like everyone's making money off of this, but the entertainment isn't. I'm like, and but that's the thing that's kind of driving your 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 whole charitable event is based on entertainment, and they're the only ones not getting paid for it. And we kind of and and sadly enough, I stopped doing that because I felt like that. Well, the Garage Boys go and do all these all these charity events, and I find out everyone's getting a dime except us. So, sad to you know
0: if the exposure is that good, then why aren't you getting paid? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's my argument. Like...
2: <laughs> yeah. So, so when I, so whenever the garage boys do something that's charity based, it's because we believe in something. There's something yeah. that we want to do, you know, for a friend of ours, uh, had a stroke um, a few months or a year and a half ago. And we put together a thing for him, raised the money, gave it to him and his family. And I felt, okay, good. I feel validated in, in doing something did I believe in, but I, that's the only way I'll do it from now on.
0: Charity events yeah. are understandable because that nobody's getting paid for it. It's all donation, mm-hmm. but like the venue's not paying people stupid because they say it's exposure. But if there's that many people showing up anyway, then the band could get paid. Yeah. No.
2: <laughs> the only time I'll pay for free, the only time I'll play for free is, you know, opening up for a big act. I mean, of course mm-hmm. that's their audience. You're, you're getting the, you you have the luxury of, of maybe grabbing ten percent of their of their people. That's great. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Any any bigger acts that we've opened up for, which aren't a whole lot, but we've act, we've opened up for a few, and it's like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, I get I'm getting myself in front of your twenty thousand people. Bring it on! I'll do it.
0: Yeah, and there's also uh, festivals. If you're not on the main stage, I think it is for some festivals. You got to pay to be there.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's like a buy-on option for a bunch of that stuff. Yeah, there's buy-on options for
2: everybody. I mean, it's 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 a real you know. I guess that's why when you guys are talking about current events, I'm generally going to say no, I haven't heard of it because <laughs> I, I, I've, I, it's not that I've given up on stuff. Where I just I can't I can't get myself in the politics anymore. Mm-hmm. I just you know because the politics wear everyone out, right? Like you just it start, does. you just start getting completely beaten down by constant bullshit that's mm-hmm. in this business that i just kind of go okay fuck it book book band play music
0: <laughs> yeah even yeah it, politics are tiring especially when like you try to respectfully just talk to somebody and they start berating you and calling you stupid for the way you think and that's when i'm just like bye i'm done
1: <laughs> it takes 0.5 seconds for everybody to take a nice adult conversation and go really personal with it
2: (laughs) i I, and and i love the fact when you do that i i have stopped engaging people that way when I, i when i personally feel they've said something completely completely childish or or ignorant and try to try to at least say are you sure that's uh correct and all of a sudden they're like oh uh you know if they if they're ultra left they'll start calling you uh a, you know, a racist or a, mis- you know, xenophobe or so, you are know, not even talking about anything like that or, Oh, you must beat your wife. You must do that. you what? Cause I have an opinion all of a sudden. I'm like, I must, I must be some kind of cri- criminal jack off. And, yeah. and then you
0: have the right, they're like, you're an idiot. And yeah. you're and like all kinds of shit it's, I've heard. It's and
2: the same thing. You get somebody that's ultra ultra Fox news. Mm-hmm. And and the, and all of a sudden, oh, you must be some kind of libtard. Why don't you go? And You're like, oh, come on, guys! Like Jesus Christ, uh, this is like, uh, debate is a beautiful thing. Debate brings everybody around. You know, yeah. and it helps everybody see common sense. And
0: it's and it's like, always when the personal attacks start is when you supply facts and they get upset because it does not match what they believe. Yeah. Yeah. If facts there's- don't match what you believe then you're wrong <laughs> because at the, end, at the end of the day your truth is not the absolute truth
1: to them
2: right, right. have you guys ever seen there's a movie called zeitgeist um, pretty pretty cool movie if you haven't seen it but there, there is a there is a, um, a, a statement in the movie where it says you know being wrong should be celebrated because because mm-hmm. if, if you have a theory or a, or an ideal and you are proved to be wrong, then the is still out there, so you should celebrate the fact that you're wrong and you didn't and you didn't say blow something up based on based on a fact that you thought that isn't really a fact anymore. So right. it's, it's it's like what what's that the one guy Ben Shapiro says? Facts don't care about your feelings. I kind of agree with that. You know, if it's a fact, okay, I'm wrong. Cool, let's mm-hmm. move on and yeah. let, uh, keep keep looking for the truth.
0: The thing is, is people keep forgetting that we are humans, we are animals, we can be wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> yep. And it's yep.
0: okay to I'd be like, wrong.
2: And I've been wrong 50,000 times. You know, like that's that's just a, a part of life. I make I've made wrong decisions, I've made wrong business decisions, wrong personal decisions, and it's like, okay, cool. It's like here, here but here we are still alive.
0: King of poor life choices yeah.
2: <laughs> Here we are playing at a midget wrestling bout.
0: Oh, that's perfect. You need to next time sleep with one of them. so you have one up on me
2: I'll work on that. I'll, I'll, I'll work on that will be We'll have to have a code word, you know
0: yeah <laughs> you gonna
2: bang midget successful. <laughs>
1: So guys, I was trying to tell Mike, since we're going to be moving out to Phoenix, but hey, man, we're pretty close to Mexico. We can go to Tijuana and see a donkey show. The next thing you know, we'll be standing there by the door, and I'll look around, and Mike will be gone. He'll be up on stage.
0: <laughs> Do you know what a donkey show is, Brian, and have you been to one? Oh, God.
2: This is, this, this is, I, I, should I be embarrassed that I don't?
1: no no
0: you, no, you shouldn't it <laughs> was on it was famous for being on jay and silent bob was it jay and silent bob that it was on or was clerk i think so
1: is that a clerks
0: um these guys were like you want to go to a donkey show and he's like yeah sure they don't know what it is so what what they what it is is you go into a room and all these people are watching this guy or woman fucking a donkey
2: that's really gross but okay
0: <laughs> it's what people in mexico do apparently
2: i was gonna guess that's probably what it was
1: (laughs) it's exactly what you thought it was
2: i I needed to hear for sure
0: you needed some clarification (laughs) so is there anything you want to promote before we wrap this up
2: um yeah i guess uh you know garage boys are going to have a new record coming out and what we're going to do is we're going to incite our our fan base to uh, help us think of a name for it. So we're going to get everybody involved, um, and uh, I think it's going to be really good. It's a typical Garage Boys album. There's nothing. Uh, there's nothing the same. It's a bunch of uh, tunes that are all over the place. But you know, if you if you like if you like fifty thousand different artists, why shouldn't your songs reflect all the types of stuff you like? Um, we've got that, and we're we're playing a we're playing a nudist resort this weekend called uh, Olive Dell Ranch out in California. So, if you want to take your clothes off and hang out with us, come on and hang out with us. And uh, we'll be touring uh, Oklahoma in uh, in um, November. So all the all the dates will be posted soon. About once we solidify them, and we'll be up in uh, Sturgis for New Year's.
0: So, do I have to wait until that show to take my clothes off, or can I just do that now?
2: Yeah. You can- do it now. I mean, if that's legal.
1: Yeah, okay, that's a good way to get rid of stage fright. Just picture everybody naked. Well, everybody is naked. Everybody will. <laughs> these, I mean, I hate to break it to you, like these newest
2: resorts. You think if uh, it's not a bunch of Megan Foxes uh, walking around,
1: <laughs> there's a
2: there's a certain amount of gravity factor that that, that happens there. Uh,
1: you see a lot of stuff that you can't unsee.
0: You don't you don't see Megan Foxes, you see Danny DeVito's and John Goodman's.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god. If you see a Megan Fox, you are yeah, all right. Let's see, yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of gravity factors going on there.
0: Whenever I used to do stand-up comedy, they're like, imagine the crowd naked. I'm like, okay, now I'm doing stand-up with a boner. Now what do I do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Keep going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just do a Lewis C K. Oh <laughs> God, Dad,
1: don't do that.
0: <laughs> it was nice talking to you, Brian. We should do this again sometime.
1: Absolutely,
2: call me anytime, boys. And uh, all right, Tony. Best of luck with the band. Keep rocking, man. I'm happy you're doing it. <laughs>
0: Right. appreciate and it man you and too be, and okay. before we go just check out the garage boys on their social medias you can check them out on spotify you can check out their website www.thegarageboysband.com and next week our guest on this show is mike the sack fazano what kind of name is that brother the uh, sack it
2: sounds donkey uh so-
0: <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna watch the sack
2: <laughs> I'm, I, with a name like that i'm on i'll be there
0: okay um thank you once again brother we should do this again sometime
2: let's do it again thanks boys all right
0: remember everybody live long rock hard